millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to Voices from the Battlefield, part of Waterloo Remembered. The next extract is read by Napoleonic Korean actor Edward Hammond and consists of the recollections of a French officer, Capitaine Robineau. This is Edward Hammond of the Ventonium de Ligne reading an account taken from the journey diary of Captain Robineau of the Deuxième de Ligne. First published in 1908 with included extracts in Andrew Field's book of French eyewitness accounts. This particular piece resonates with me not only because of its level of descriptive detail but also its insights into issues of individual mentality and experience at the human level when order and discipline collapsed. As societies and communities continue to invoke Waterloo and the Napoleonic Wars in arguments of national identity and collective memories, we are reminded of the deep sense of mental trauma that many soldiers experienced and the extent to which they became motivated by inherent human instincts of survival and self-preservation. As reenactors, this is of course something which we will never be able to emulate in emotional terms and which only exists in the written record. At 10am on the 18th, the whole French army was put in motion and advanced onto the plain. The army was echeloned in close columns by the foot of the mound where the emperor was and they each went to where they were assigned. The court of which I was a part was directed on the farm of Hougoumont, fortified and defended by the English. It was situated on a small height which dominates the plain at all points and at the foot of this farm there is a big wood irregularly planted below which we were in closed columns. We formed the extreme left of the army. Count Ray, who commanded 2nd Corps, came to give us the order to take the position held by the English and to take the farm as a strong point and to maintain ourselves in this position during the battle without losing or seizing terrain. Immediately the charge was sounded and we set off en masse, bayonets lowered on the enemy who put up a stiff resistance. The fighting, which was stubborn on both sides and the musketry was murderous, continued with equal determination. Half an hour sufficed for the French to take this formidable position. If we had had two regiments of cavalry, we would have made a great number of prisoners. While in the centre and on the right of the army, the cannonade was very lively 
and the musketry the best sustained that had been heard. We always held firm in this important position. At six o'clock in the evening, Marshal Ney came to our position and shouted to us in a strong voice, Courage! The French army is victorious. The enemy is beaten everywhere. The Emperor, seeing a body of troops deploying onto the plain, immediately announced the arrival of Grouchy, commander-in-chief of the cavalry. Immediately, he ordered the attack on the plateau called Mont-Saint-Jean, occupied by the English under the orders of the commander-in-chief of the combined armies, Lord Wellington. There he met a firm resistance, a numerous artillery, well-positioned, vomited fire and flame on all parts. The Imperial Guard immediately advanced and took the position in an instant, but it was immediately, it was immediately retaken. The Guard immediately formed square and beat a retreat with an unequal determination. Summoned several times to surrender, it preferred death to dishonour. And we heard those words so worthy of the character and fine name of France. The Guard dies, but does not surrender. The so-called Corps of Grouchy was none other than a Prussian Corps, 15,000 men strong, commanded by Blücher, who came to cut up our army and take it in flank. The confusion became general throughout the whole army, and perhaps one day posterity will inform us of the reasons why Grouchy did not receive the Emperor's orders to advance onto the plain at the indicated hour. I refuse to be drawn on this subject. In the position in which we found ourselves, we were not able to easily see the movements of our army. Concerned by no longer hearing the cannonade, except in the distance, with one of my friends named Wanru, a captain like me, I left the position for an instant, and we advanced from two to three hundred paces into the plain to see where our army was, for we had received no orders. What did we see? Our troops were clearly in retreat. We immediately warned the general who commanded columns of retreat. As soon as he was convinced and recommended us to keep the closest silence and to stay in good order. This did not last long. We received several balls from behind us, and the frightened soldiers looking behind them saw our Polish lancers and took them for English cavalry. We are lost, the shout was repeated throughout the column, and soon we were in complete disorder. Each thought only of his own salvation. It was impossible to rally such distracted soldiers. The cavalry followed the impulsion of the infantry. I saw dragoons in retreat, galloping, knocking over the unfortunate infantrymen and riding over their bodies with their horses. This happened to me once, irritated by such disorder, exhausted without, and without the strength to run, for we had already run for half an hour in the plain without being pursued, which I had noticed several times, and I did not cease to shout as loudly as possible, Halt! Rally! No one is pursuing us! Seeing that my efforts were useless, I found myself a musket and faced up to two or three dragoons, raising my bayonet and aiming my musket at them, and calling on them in a loud voice and in a firm tone that nothing pursued us, and that I would shoot the first man that passed me. I finally imposed upon them to stop, and I managed to gather about twelve cavalrymen and sixty infantrymen. I said to them, follow me, I will lead you and get you across the Somme without trouble. They put their confidence in me, and I did my utmost not to mislead them. I led them to a point I knew, named Ponce Sombre. We marched all through the night, and arrived there at 6am in the morning of the 19th. That was the Napoleonic reenactor Edward Hammond, reading from the recollections of French officer Capitaine Robineau. Stay tuned to the Napoleon Assist where more instalments of the Voices from the Battlefield series will be released 
throughout the day. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.